Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, we get ready to play two in Chicago as the Padres will make up the game that got rained out on Monday, an event that our host Mike Janella knew was going to happen. I was right, and all of you are wrong. Also in studio, we've got Bill Center, who's wondering just where it is Mike Janella got all those smarts from. So when Mike was growing up, was he one of those Dungeons and Dragons sit-in-his-room nerds? And rounding up the crew, it's Brady Phelps, who either is a ball player. Yeah, yeah. you know, we ball play. <laughs> or isn't a ball player. And I know that, like, you know, us idiot fans don't know how hard it is, whatever. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Brady Phelps. Happy Wednesday and good morning from Padre Social Hour. Oh, I'm still yawning. This good is a rough morning, one. Good morning. I like that. I need that on my phone every day when I wake up. That would be so lovely. The soothing to, sound to of my voice to, yeah, to wake you up. Great. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's play two. That's pretty fitting Absolutely. with them being at Wrigley Field today. Ernie Banks. Yeah. Welcome to Padre Social Hour. Brady Phelps and Bill Center here with me, Mike Janella. And uh, we're glad to have you along for that 10.05 first pitch. That's going to be uh, that's an early start, but I had my extra glass of skim milk this morning. I'm ready to go. This is so weird, bro. Yeah. Skim <laughs> milk. <laughs> like, who doesn't drink coffee? Not I don't. me. Or Bill. Not me. Yeah, you're in the minority right. today. Oh, yeah. I'm like, everybody, every single human being watching the show, all four of you drink milk or, or coffee, and you guys drink milk. No, that's just weird. I don't weird. drink milk. I just don't drink coffee. What do you're you jumping drink? to conclusions. Bill. Okay, what do Bill you drink? drinks the blood of other humans. Actually, <laughs> I was like, actually I'm on water. Water, Wa- huh? Water and I've heard of sweetened it. iced tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got, it's, got, a good, it's got a good future in the market share. <laughs> right. um, Bill, I, I completely forgot today the donuts for you, but you had a savior. Right. Because Nikki brought some donuts. Nikki, Nikki came through. And thankfully, you're, you're uh, less grumpy than you were five minutes ago. I, is it still moderator Becky? That's the question. It used to be moderator Becky, but since... But since you came in, it's Nikki. Jesse broke kayfabe the other day, so I figure we're cool to talk about Nikki now. Yeah, right. she's, yeah. she's moved on past. Right. Exactly. I think that's fair. Yeah. You know, the lies and deception prior to that, I think. Just in case, though. Or I just call her boss. Yeah, that, that you can never fail with. Right. Uh, just in case, and you knew that I was going to forget the donuts probably. I've, it's become a bad habit. I was not counting on uh, you. So for that, Brady brought some pancakes. We've talked about this. You're a, a pancake artist as yeah. well on the side. And you brought some of your samples today to show off I this did. morning. And um, it's funny. I want Bill to try to tell me what all these pancakes are. I got Kermit. Yeah, we got four Kermit, pancakes that's good. here. Okay, you want to take one? I, no. Okay, Junior Seau, which. Yeah, the, the man. All right. All right, now. I've been told what the third one is. You honestly didn't know what this was? No. I <laughs> oh didn't. my gosh. I'm not into I'm not into that stuff. Into I'm what stuff? You don't even know what it is. How could you not know if you're well, in Well, fantasy stuff. You're not into pancakes? No, I'm not into fantasy. <laughs> you're stuff. not into the superheroes? Have you ever no. heard of Batman? He I've flies. He's got a cape. He's got, you know. That's not my superhero. This is the Joker. It was played by one of the greatest okay. actors that ever lived. The Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. Gone okay. too soon. Right. Who's this one, do you know? A Mona Lisa? Yes, that is exactly right. Thank That's you. That's Bill's frame of reference is 1500s, not, <laughs> not <laughs> the year exactly. 2000s and above. Yeah. No, so, so I brought these. These are these are old ones. These are right. ones I made, and they've just been sitting Actually, in my freezer. You did one of me, so I did. I did yeah, one of really, you and, and the blue. It was really good. I mean, it thank, was, thank you. I could actually, I could actually identify myself. Yeah, m- more so than you apparently could the Heath right. Ledger Joker, which is one of the most <laughs> one of the more recognizable villains villain ever. Yeah. Um, uh, make sure to jump in on the conversation with us this morning. For those of you that are up and awake and Adam already, it's hashtag PadresSH, oh or you can also <laughs> jump on the conversation.
conversation happening. Or step on a pancake. slash social hour or step on a pancake. However you want to spend your Wednesday morning. We need wireless mics. I've said this a million times. I just strained my neck trying to drop the pancakes. Baby steps, Brady. Before we leave today, you are going to hear us talk about Taylor Swift. You're going to hear us talk about Henry Rowan Gardner. You will find out by the time this show is over what Bill Center's walk-up song would be if he were a professional baseball player. If that doesn't keep you around for the hour, that's the best I got. I don't know what else will. Maybe the worst thing I've ever heard is a tease. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just turned the show off. No, no. I I would stay tuned. That's for sure if you left me with that. So we'll find out about that. And we we can learn about Brady's uh, choice of footwear. Yeah, so Brady, Bill's not happy because Brady shows up today in his I'm in flip-flops. flip-flops. What's the big deal? It's Very early morning. I'm going to go surfing when we're done here. So. Much more to the casual side than the business casual. Yeah. Uh, or than the business side of business casual. Uh, we had some tweets come in already. Uh, well, first of all, our friend Nick Canepa says that you guys have trouble making sense at 5 in the afternoon. He can't wait to see Absolutely. what we have to say at 9 in the morning. That's right. So. Oh, like Nick in the morning. I've been, I've been with Nick in the morning on road trips. Bad? Uh, oh, driving to uh, the Rose Bowl and things like that. Incomprehensible. I mean, just no, it makes no hey, sense be- at all. Between the two of you, isn't it over 90 years of riding at the UT between it, the two of you? Uh, almost 100. Almost 100? Well, that is over 90. So, but yes. I'm, hashtag right. math. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm not at the UT anymore. I know, so. but between the two of you and your right. time there. Right. Uh, 47, and ni- uh, 47 and a half and 45. Pretty impressive, man. Pretty good. Uh, the Kept Faith saying that the lob shots, that's your Twitter handle, Brady, flip-flops are the San Diego equivalent of Pat Riley's hair. Is that a compliment oh. or an insult? I'm not sure. Uh, if it's coming from the Kept Faith, 100% an insult to me. <laughs> it meant, meant um, to me. <laughs> love those guys uh, and definitely an insult. But then we have Brent, so at AGDragon78 saying – let Padre Central know flip-flops are the San Diego dress code. So Brady's just rocking with his Thank demographic. You. Uh, that's really good. Demo. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He knows what I had to make about. sure that I had some brown because I'm wearing actually some Padres blue today. Yeah. Brown you're, came you're in the form of my rainbow sandals. So. Exactly. You're very uh, off your brand today, but I like it. You're <laughs> expanding your uh, your horizons here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right. Let's talk about last <laughs> night's game a little bit. Uh, clock struck midnight on Cesar Vargas. Uh, the, the one runner fewer in all those three straight starts. That didn't happen against the best team in baseball, best team we've seen in a while, potentially. Uh, he just he left everything up, and he, he got crushed. Uh, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but I think we saw this coming. Yeah, no, I mean, last night, he has to have command. He has to be able to put pitches where he wanted to. And you could just see from, uh, from where Norris was setting up, he was missing all over the place. And up, missing and, up, right. which is and very he, dangerous. I mean, but he wasn't close. It w- when it was down and away, it was in the middle. He was not close to having his command at all. Yeah, I wonder if he was a little bit shook up just being at Wrigley. I think that as sometimes, uh, you know, as fans, we, we forget that these guys are just, you know, regular people that may be caught up in – well, now you can say it. I was going to say caught up in the bright lights. You didn't used to be able to say that about Wrigley. But, you know, the idea of – you know, the, your, those are your iconic ballparks. You got Fenway, you, you know, the old Yankee Stadium, which I know is not there anymore. But, you know, Wrigley and Fenway are the two that – are right up there on top, and I think that maybe walking out of the tunnel into that can be a little bit intimidating. Or, you know, it could be something as simple as he didn't like the mount, and sometimes that happens. Or, that, or the fog came in, or right. it was no, just he I got mean, thrown off from the rain delay the day before. It seriously, could be a lot of different stuff. No mound, no two mounds are the same, and sometimes a pitcher will have a landing spot that'll be a little bit different, and it'll throw off. It, it will throw off where, his, where 
his ball goes. I mean, and it's happened before. I've seen it. Yeah. Mounds or fingerprints, Bill. Right. <laughs> or snowflakes, however you <laughs> right. want to go with exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, Andy Green after the game yesterday talking about Cesar Vargas, and I think he had a lot uh, of similar stuff to say to us in terms of what uh, we've just been discussing. Let's hear what Andy had to say about Vargas' start. It's hard for me to tell from the side how much this ball is cutting. Uh, it really felt like especially the right-handed hitters in their lineup were diving out there and uh, making sure they were getting to the cutter. And you know, That's probably what he's going to start seeing more of is, is guys get accustomed to seeing him and get more and more video information on him and get more and more tendencies and trends on him. Uh, that's what you see in this league. Uh, hitters adjust to pitchers, and uh, that's kind of what happened today, and you know he'll have to make the adjustment back. That's, that's Major League Baseball. You, you do well until they figure you out, and then it's whether you can figure them back out or right. not. That decides make, how you, if you make, make it Make adjustments or not. after that. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what we talked about. I mean, because of the rain delay, the last time that I was on was actually leading up to the first game right. with the Cubs, which was Yeah, who be let Vargas you on twice in three days? I have to look <laughs> at the booking department and see how that happened. Yeah, booking department. Um, <laughs> but that's what we talked about, right? Is like, is this going to be the game that he's going to be exposed? Right. And it would make sense that he would be because this is one of the best hitting teams in baseball. Yeah, and he was. Um, good news, though. The Padres, they, they kept it competitive, and I give them credit for that. They were down at three different points by five runs. Five nothing, six to one, eight to three. Now, let me ask you guys, because as we discussed when you were on two days ago, Brady, a lot of Padres' Twitterverse tends to take the pessimistic look at things. Doesn't sound like Twitter. No, not, not at all. Um, but So I, w I was wondering, do you see it, and particularly as a, from a fan's perspective, and then, Bill, I'd like your take on it too, do you see a game like last night and think, you know what, they played hard, at least they're competitive, at least they're staying in games, or this is what bad teams do, you know, you lose those games, we should be winning those. Do you think of it more that optimistic way or the, the pessimistic way? I don't know. I mean, it's always easier to go the pessimistic route and to just get angry and get frustrated. And it was frustrating. Like it's, it's, it was super frustrating to be able to pull within one run, one run and not be able to, you know, take it to the next level and get the W. But I, I liked the fight. I loved for Alex Dickerson. I loved. I'm sure we're going to get into that home run. But I absolutely loved that he was able to do that um, on that stage. And we can get more into that later. But I, I like that they fought back. I mean, it's, it bummed me out that we got, we didn't get Lester's best. And we still couldn't win. Like that, that that's that, very frustrating. That bothered me because um, when you can put up seven runs on a Leicester start, it's like, oh, your chances are very good of winning. And uh, that 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 frustrated me a lot that we weren't able to. You know, we didn't see his best, and we still couldn't pull it off. So, Bill, they're five and five in their last ten. Those five losses have been by a total of eight runs. Encouraging or disappointing? Well, it's a little of it's a glass half full. L yesterday, I was really disappointed that uh, after Myers' first at-bat where he really hit the ball hard to center field, uh, Myers, Kemp, and Norris, and you need them to produce, were uh, combined 0 for 14. Yeah. And I, I – A lot of warning track power in that group. Yeah, but I was, I was disappointed that uh, – because they finally got some – their bottom of the lineup has been pathetic for, for about two weeks now. And they finally got some production from the bottom of the lineup, and their big guys couldn't come through. That, to me, was disappointing. Uh, honestly, I was a little dis more disappointed in last night's game than, than I was with the two losses to the Mets. That's strong words, I think, but it's, it's there. Like, these games are there to win. Right. That's the difference between a team that's seven games under 500 and one that's maybe at 500, which would be leading the division right now. And they had, they had runners on base at good times and couldn't get them in, and... That To me, that was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, uh, I put it out yesterday after the game on Twitter. The glass-half-full approach to look at this, they're competitive. The glass-half-empty approach is you have to win these games. 
And someone responded to me, it's not half empty, the glass is totally empty. Like people <laughs> are just, they, they don't like the results, even though it is sort of encouraging you'd have to think playing hard. But So you, yesterday you thought was the worst loss of the week. I, I was really, I, I was not happy with the way they played yesterday. Yeah, I, that's fair. I think that, I mean, that it's a little bit of an un, unfair question because to, to say like, oh, you know, it is encouraging that we scored seven runs. Like that, that sounds, uh, okay, whatever. Are you discouraged by like if, if If the players would be like, you know, we were competitive. Like if you get players that say we were competitive, no. I will show you a big bunch of losers. You know, like Plus. guys don't, like they don't, that's not the way they think. That can't be the way that they think. If you're going to get up there and you're going to try to compete every day, you're not competing to be just competitive. You're competing to win. And well, if you're not winning, then this is going to shock you, but you're losing. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last, Brady. <laughs> and my thing is, is they were down, actually, they're down 8-3 to three when they have one good swing from Alex Dickerson. Right. But they don't get another runner on base after that. So all these well, it was the eighth inning. <laughs> right. But I, mean, but, I mean, still, you're down by five in the eighth. You do get, I mean, great for Alex Dickerson. He gets a grand slam homer. But they never got the tying run on base. They never really Yeah, yeah it made the it. Grand Slam like a lot of things. It helps. Uh, Bill's mic is falling apart. We've this is what happens when we're on the air at 9 in the morning. We're not ready, people. Down. I repeat, uh, if Piper is down. Yeah. <laughs> no. We need to get like, like a, a call sign for you. Right. Like, you know, the Big Eagle's down or something. We'll have to figure that out. The Big we'll Eagle, We'll work huh? on that in the break. Yeah, we'll think about something better. Uh, we'll fix that when we come back. We'll talk about the Grand Slam, a whole bunch of other stuff. So don't go anywhere. Uh, but first, a reminder. Uh, this is a good one to talk about at 9 a.m. Shake, sip, and stir at Padres Cocktail Fest. Presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas. Stroll down to Petco Park on Friday, May 20th, before the Padres take on the Dodgers at 740. Sample handcrafted cocktails from your favorite San Diego restaurants and bars. Tickets at Padres.com slash party. We'll get this thing back on the rails when we come back right after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back here on this morning edition in the AMR studio. As the Padres are set to play two, it's a 10.05 first pitch for game one. Then they'll kick everybody out of the ballpark at Wrigley, reset, let everybody back in. A 5.05 first pitch for game two. The old day-night doubleheader, uh, as is kind of the norm in Major League Baseball these days. Uh, Friar Gal tweeting into us saying that she's uh, secretly watching at work. Don't tell anybody. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, and let us know when you're watching. Obviously, this is not one of our normal times to be on. So if you're at work, if you're at school, if you're just at home, hit us up. Hashtag PadresSH. Let us know how you're enjoying this morning edition of Padres Social Hour so far. Um, let's get quickly to the pitching matchup for today, and we'll just uh, run through that here in just a sec. It's brought to you by Water and Sports Physical Therapy, the official physical therapists of the San Diego Padres. Should be a good one. Kyle Hendricks having a great year for the Cubs, but uh, Colin Ray coming off a couple of uh, incredible starts, in particular that near no-hitter, that ERA below four, trying to take that 3-1 and one record to 4-1 and one and stake himself a win and get the Padres a victory in this series. Uh, we talked, you were on the show yesterday, Bill. I think it's more likely with a doubleheader today the Padres do get a win because it's harder to beat a team twice in a day. You thought... No, I don't think it makes any difference. I really don't. Brady, any extra faith that you get from having two games in one day that the Padres have a better chance oh, of sneaking sweep, a W? They're going to sweep this. They're going to sweep the doubleheader. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, easy. nice. It should be easy, yeah. yeah. No, no Jake Arrieta, we're good to go. Yeah, it's perfect, games. yeah. And then, Colin uh, Ray, 
Yeah, it's per, it's good. And then, no, these are the two guys that have been pitching the best for Colin the Colin Ray's Padres. pitching both, both games, right? Yes, he's right. going to go 18 innings today. <laughs> right. No, it's Colin Ray in game one. Drew Pomeranz against John Lackey in game two. So that should be Lackey's at least washed up. We got more, this. more of a pitching uh, <laughs> advantage for the Padres than it was with Cesar Vargas last night. So that's the Water and Sports Physical Therapy pitching matchup. Water and Sports Physical Therapy, San Diego's leader in aquatic and land therapy with seven convenient locations. Visit waterandsportspt.com. All right. Uh, you mentioned the big grand slam last night from Alex Dickerson, both of you, that got the Padres within that run. Uh, this stat blew my mind. So I, they were saying, oh, it's the first Padre to hit a pinch hit grand slam for his first major league home run. And yeah. I thought, well, how many guys have hit a grand slam period for their first Padre home run? Turns out five guys have done right. it, which is a lot more than I expected. <laughs> Bill, can you name – how many of the five can you name? I – I Brady, feel free to chime in. I too. think Sean Burroughs, I don't. He wasn't. He wasn't a Padre. I don't think when he did it. No, he's, he not, he's, not, he's not. one of the answers. All right. Well, he did. I believe hit a grand slam for his first home run. Not as a Padre. So the five Padres well, he hit a grand a slam for their first career home run. Go ahead. So you guys give up? You're not even yeah. going to try and guess one. I, I this is like terrible. Jeez. I'll guess one. Um, I'll take uh, Nate Colbert as one of them. Nope, no, incorrect. I'll take Khalil Green. Also incorrect. Right. All right. I this can is, keep going. This is bad. Yeah, just think, alphabetically through the media guys. Well, the reason, yeah, we got a 45-year writer here who can't come up <laughs> well, with I, one. Bill, I'm, I'm, sur- Bill I'm surprised. I expected better from you, yeah. Bill. And you, like, you had a donut today, so right. your blood sugar's to up. Continue, you have no excuse. To continue the condescension, like I'm not surprised. Brady, uh, Alexi Amarista oh, yeah, people, was the most recent to do it. Ramon Vasquez, Ray Holbert, Luis Lopez, Mike Corkins. Those are your five. To yeah, hit. it's weird well, they didn't Corkins get Mike Corkins right. to hit pinch hit grand slams for <laughs> your first grief, career dude. home run. All right, another home run that got hit last night. And after uh, Blooper and I did our base running challenge a couple weeks ago, or when was that? It was like, I feel like that was a couple days ago, but it feels like it, it was last, last so long week, ago. but we taped it like two Right, weeks that's ago. why. Yeah, yeah, we taped it before we aired it. So now I'm thinking of all these things I see in a game. Huh, could I do that or whatever? So Melvin Upton Jr. also hit a home run last night. No, and you couldn't do that. No, that I could not do. Not even on PlayStation. Uh, he hit his home run, and as per Wrigley Field tradition, as he launched it to left field, they throw the ball back. And this guy who threw he it back last cannon. night, he roped up. He had a crow hop. He got set. He found a little platform. He, he got his little space, and he ended up launching it. I love how prepped he got. Yeah, this is the best moment of his life. And he made it onto the infield dirt on the fly, and he got to uh, the third baseman there on one hop. Didn't quite get to the bag, but pretty close. I Reminded me of Rookie of the Year with Henry Rowan Gardner. <laughs> uh, you see how I tied that back in there from yeah. earlier? So I was wondering, if from there, how far do you think you could throw a ball back into the infield? Further you, than that guy, for sure. You think so? Oh, sure. easy. Oh, yeah. Is that with the crow hop and line up. I mean, that, that guy, granted, he's prepared his entire life. For, for that, that one moment. For that throw, yeah, right. Like his you could dream, tell he was prepping. He's yeah. like, I'm going to every game. I'm bringing my mitt. I'm going in the bleachers. And when I do get it, I'm running to an aisle. I'm going to crow hop it, and I'm going to get it all the way. And I'm going to hope I get a contract from the Chicago Cubs, and <laughs> my mom's going to send me a glove to play in the NLCS. Do you know who Henry Rowan Gardner is, Bill? Zero no. chance. Zero. Zero. <laughs> really? <laughs> Seriously, the joker I got, I understood earlier. Why would you understand he wouldn't know Heath Ledger's a joker? Because we've talked about this before, and, you know, we talked about superhero movies and all that stuff, and Bill's like, I, I just ignore yeah, that completely. Right. Image but of, this uh, is a, this is a baseball up? movie. Well, it's not a uh, – the rookie of the year? Yeah. Henry yeah. Runnemucker? It's not really a baseball movie. <laughs> it's not a baseball movie? It's, well, it's a baseball what movie. What is it, a love what story? Yeah, it's a, it's this is Nicholas Sparks' The Notebook. It's a fairy tale. It's a rookie of the year. Uh, ninth, 
1993. This is bad. Only a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. People of the internet, you are disappointing hey, me. That should a, be a, a at least tale. 100. I'd take the under on 39, actually. That? I think that's a pretty No, that thing. movie is so good. It was so only Bill, good because are you, familiar you were in with diapers when it came out, and you loved it. That was my sweets. I was like eight years old. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. Do you know the plot? Are you familiar with the plot? No. He so Henry Rowan Gardner, he slips and ends up uh, – is he a lefty or a righty? Oh, boy. Looper? I forget already. Wait. This, I don't this remember. remember. Your summary but is basically he comes back. He comes back. Righty, yeah, righty, it's righty. So he, he injures his elbow and he's in a cast forever. Finally, it breaks Tommy out. John? It's like super Tommy John. He's in the bleachers in Wrigley, and all of a sudden his arm heals, but it heals to allow him to throw like 120 miles an hour. So he throws the ball That's back from a home run, and the Cubs see this from this 13-year-old kid, and they're like, "Whoa, sign him up!" And he ends up being the darling that leads them back to. Contention so he as a teenage a, starting pitcher. So he signed up a 13-year-old? Yeah, they broke every single signing rule I in the CBA say, possible. Right. Yeah, but it was magical. It was Further defending it. your fairy tale. You know. right. right. So, All right, so my question. So you think you could throw it farther than that guy last yeah, night? Yeah, of course. Bill, could chunk. you even get it out onto the outfield at this point? Uh, at this point, yes. no, but way back when. In your prime? I, uh, one thing I had is I had a very strong arm. Were you a grenade thrower? Uh is that what? classified? All right. Uh, no, I could throw. I could throw a baseball. Okay. All right. So you think back in your prime, you could get it farther than that guy did yesterday? No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I could get it that far. Okay. But, but I far. had. But I had a All good right. arm. I had a very. Hey, you want a challenge? You want to have a blooper? challenge? I was going to say uh, blooper. What do you think? Because I think it's me versus Brady for this next one. I want to throw a baseball. All right. Let's. You don't uh, want to? I do. I All can't right. throw one very well, but if I you guys, try. if you guys liked our base running challenge from Bartolo Colon, let us know if you want us to try and get a, a home run return throw challenge. I think these are great just because you guys are setting yourself up to get made fun of. I mean, you both were terrible base runners. I wasn't that bad. You were bad. Oh, I you wasn't that bad. bad. <laughs> you <laughs> you were pretty terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. You looked like Bartolo Colon. That was you the hit point, a home right? run this <laughs> week. <laughs> um, you looked like a slow Bartolo Colon. I was a slow Bartolo Colon. Yeah. You know, it's bad. I think I would do worse at this one than the running. And we already saw how the running went, so yeah. this may not work out so well. Would you well. blame it on the cleats if for your throw as no, well? No, I'd blame it on maybe not having like an arm sleeve or something, one yeah. of those compression sleeves uh, or, you know. I, sp- I, I smell Tommy John for both of you. Here. Maybe. Just blow it all out in right. one throw. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, all right, no, maybe we'll check that out. Maybe we'll see if that's something we can, we can do. If only, you know, like the team was in Chicago when the field was available for us today. If only. Um, All right, when we come back, we had clairvoyant Bill make his first appearance of the season last week, I think. Oh, yes. And we're going back into the closet for another one of Bill's character. Bill the Scout is coming on when we come back after this. You don't want to miss it. Going to talk to minor leaguers and what Bill has to say about them. Can't wait. Uh, Speaking of young people, congrats to the class of 2016. The Padres invite you and your family to Class of 2016 night and encourage you to wear your school colors on Thursday, May 19th, when the Padres take on the Giants at 610. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a Padres hat with graduation tassel. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, Bill the Scout makes his debut for 2016. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. What a morning to talk some baseball. Thanks for joining us here on Padres Social Hour as we're getting you set for that 10.05 first pitch. Colin Ray and Kyle Hendricks, Padres and Cubs, game two of their series. And before we get to explaining why Bill has this hat on, uh, we were yes. asking people, who, how are you guys watching the show so far today? And uh, Bobby Cressy on Twitter, the in-park organist, 
He's watching us while he's practicing. He's got the sheet music out, the piano out. That's a classy viewer. We I like more, that. We need more of that in our demographic. Nice I work. Like that, Bobby. Yeah, I, I like that. Bobby. I like Thanks that his role has guys. been increased a ton this year. It's Organs at the ballpark are awesome. Right. Never, Absolutely. No one ever dislikes and him. And I like the way if he plays. If you do, plays. I got a problem with you. I like the way yeah. he plays. No, he's good. All right. Now it's time for Bill the Scout. He's got the hat out. We're going down on the farm. There we go. Oh was on the gosh. farm. Yeah, All real yeah. farm music. How about that? I feel like uh, I'm in Fort Wayne. Blooper has really stepped up his sound effect game this oh, year, yeah. and I love it. I love it. Blooper, you don't do many things right, but that's one of them. That's Applause. Sweet. Wow. What a, what a kind right, insult. Let's go, let's go down to the farm. Bill, what's that? Bill the Scout, tell us what's been happening down in the system. Well, let's start with the pitching because there's a guy at, uh, at uh, Lake Elsinore I don't think he's going to be at Lake Elsinore a very long, named Denilson LeMay, who is now 5-1 and one with a 1.18 ERA, and he's worked 32 straight scoreless innings. So I think it's only a matter of time before they move him to San Antonio. He's a little bit older. He's 23. He's from the Dominican Republic. He's not exactly age-specific for the California League. But he, he ain't got no a, spring chicken, yeah. No, but he got a late start. He got a late start in baseball. And so he's still... His arm is young. His body's a little bit older. Now, also, uh, Brett Kennedy, who was uh, a pitcher at Fort Wayne, they just moved him to Lake Elsinore, had, has had very good results. The pitching at, uh, at Fort Wayne, the young pitchers, Austin Smith, Logan Allen, they've been doing very well. Uh, right now, the, most, the thing I'm most encouraged about in the minor leagues right now are the young pitchers and the young catcher at uh, Fort Wayne, Austin Allen, Who's still hitting over 400? So does that excite you at all, Brady, as a fan? All these I guys who are like five just, years away. I'm just still staring at Bill's, <laughs> at hat. Bill's hat. I can't. Yeah. I can't get over. Like, do you, scouts wear this hat? I don't understand. Like no. the. Well, yeah. I don't understand how you could mock me for wearing sandals and then you show up looking they like you. They forced me to do this for uh -huh. this segment. So you yeah. asked hey, for and this. By the way, you said, "Hey guys, can I wear the hat today?" Right. No, I, I. Can I? Is that all it takes? Is I have to ask? Like, can I get a Brady the scout? By the way, this is not a Brady Phelps segment. So if we could get him to shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the mute Brady segment. Uh, <laughs> I think hey, a lot of people on Twitter would agree with you, Bill. Right. <laughs> Looper, Brady, can you better. mute his uh, microphone while we move on here? Muted. Good. And uh, So anyway, I, I Moving would Moving on elsewhere on the farm. LeMay goes quickly to San Antonio sometime soon. And once you're, once you're a pitcher at San Antonio. Anything can happen. Well, uh, the next step is actually in the major leagues. Right. It's not AAA. And the other thing is Brandon Morrow uh, had his best outing uh, for El Paso a couple days ago. I still don't think Yeah, what's, what's wrong with him? I still don't think totally he's sharp enough, yeah. uh, but at least he's showing some improvement now. He was somebody a lot of people put a lot of faith in, hoping he'd I be did. back by now. You two included. I, yeah. I, I thought he'd be back by and now, he has and been he struggled a, a little he's bit. He's been a false messiah right. so far. You know, at El Paso, the team batting average is over 300. It's the highest. In all of baseball. In all, majors, highest minors, in all anything. of baseball, yeah. right. So they got some guys down there. Hunter Redfro is hitting very well right now. Margot's getting hot again. Uh, so, yes, I think that there are some prospects on the farm. If Brady, we, your, if we, your eyes haven't <laughs> left that hat. It's laser focused. <laughs> on oh, man. I tell you what, if everybody keeps pulling their hammies, all those guys are going to be up oh. here in the big league club really quickly. So we heard Alexei Ramirez, he said after the game last night, by the way, he feels fine. He's good to play today. Right. We'll look at the starting lineup in a bit. He's not starting in game one. Right. Well, I don't think okay you play him in a doubleheader yeah, coming off a hamstring. Uh, Bill, the scout, do you, do you have any uh, trainer friends? I mean, is this something that's just coincidence, all these hamstrings, or is this you something know, systemic? There does come a point 
where you start wondering if it's coincidence or if it's something that they're doing in training. And, I, and I'm not saying it is, but I think that it's, it's reasonable to ask the question. I think at this point it has right. to be something right. in the stretching pattern or something in the nutrition, eat more bananas, or, you know, get the cramps out, something. But because they've I had, think by this point it's got to be. They've had more, more hamstring quad injuries than any other team in baseball. And it has become, I mean, they are at critical mass in the infield. They cannot, they cannot have any more injuries. Yeah. They have no more infielders on their 40 man except for the only other infielder on their 40 man who's not on the major leagues or any disabled list is Jose Rondon Rondo. at San Antonio. So they cannot suffer any more injuries. Hey, Dr. Janella, have you uh, thought about going to Andy Green with your banana and stretching theory? And maybe well, he's on the road, and I don't have his personal cell number, or I would have yeah. FaceTimed or texted him already. You would have already called when him? When he comes back, yeah, it's bananas, pickle juice, right? That helps with cramps. That's disgusting. Think, yeah, drinking the pickle juice. I have, I'll have a prescription for him. Andy, I got you, fam. So when you come back, we'll take care of this. I got you, no fam. Problem. Who are uh, you? When we come back, we're going to move things along. You're going to find out. Again, we talked about your walk-up song, Bill Center. I right. cannot wait to hear what it's going to be. But before that, we have to bid adieu to good old Bill the Scout down on the farm. Thankfully. Thanks for taking us down on that trip to the farm. Taylor, Bill, I really appreciate you letting me be a part of your segment. I really thought it was wonderful. Mute the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out to Petco Park on May 22nd and 23rd for Major League Baseball's first annual Play Ball Weekend, proudly supported by Chevrolet and Scott's. For more information on Play Ball Weekend activities and to get your tickets, visit Padres.com. Bill's already taken the hat off. We're not even out of the segment yet. Jeez, Bill. Unbelievable. We're back with more Padre Social Hour after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Hey, and welcome back. We're here inside the AMR studio. 10.05, first pitch, Cubs and Padres. And a little housekeeping as we're finding out on Twitter now with what the Padres will be doing with their pitching arrangement the next couple of days. Uh, so it's now James Shields going tomorrow uh, for game one in Milwaukee. Uh, Friday will be uh, TBA. They're still not sure yet. Kashner for right now getting pushed back to Saturday. Right. Says the hamstring's still not 100%. And uh, Saturday's the plan. They'll reevaluate him between now and then. But for right now, it's Shields, TBD, and then potentially Kashner coming up for that Milwaukee TBA series. or TBD? Which uh, one, Mike? It depends who has the better ERA at the time, who gets <laughs> called up. See what I did there? Uh, um, all right, before we move on, I had a, we had a question come in on Twitter during the break from uh, 3B Zine. We were talking about Rookie of the Year before, and they want to know, which do you prefer? And uh, because we muted you, Brady, last segment, since Bill won't know any of these, he's essentially going to be muted, just <laughs> naturally, this one. Which do you prefer, Rookie of the Year or Little Big League? Obviously, Sandlot takes number one, right? So of those three, how do you rank those three movies? Of those three, yeah. I mean, obviously Sandlot. Yes, that is obvious. Sandlot is one of the greatest baseball I don't movies think ever If anybody made. can argue that, they're, they're dumb. I'm with you. Yeah, and, uh, and then I think probably Rookie of the Year only because I've never even heard a little bit of bit, Little Big League. That's the one where the 12-year-old inherits the Minnesota Twins from his, was it, dead grandpa or something? That sounds like a blooper. You know that one, right? Yeah, it came out like the same year as Rookie of the Year. He yeah. manages the Twins? Yeah, it sounds stupid. What? Ken Griffey Jr. is in it, Randy Johnson. Like I've heard of those guys because they're like actual major league ball players. Oh, so good. All right, Ken but Griffey, doesn't he catch the ball at the warning track? Spoiler alert, 20, <laughs> 23 years later. After hitting like the home run, the play, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah I've never Basically, heard of Ken it. Ken Griffey was like the biggest villain. So take ever that one. doesn't even get a ranking for me. It's terrible. Oh, they, dro they dropped the balloon, the water balloon. The twins? The player Who cares about the twins? Yeah, the twins. No, Nobody's cared about the twins since Harmon Killebrew. Um, all right. <laughs> Bill's heyday. Bill's right? like, what? Harmon Killebrew? Didn't know we were talking about I heard a player today. 
Uh, I put out a poll just now on my handle. It's at Mike Janella, and you can find it using hashtag PadresSH. Which is the better baseball movie? I'm not asking the best because people can say The Natural, Field of Dreams, whatever. There's a million baseball movies. Of those three, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, The Sandlot, which is the better one? If Sandlot doesn't get every vote, then... There, you know what? There will be some Padre fans who are bitter about the Dodgers' influence on the Sandlot. Yeah. And so I could see how they would uh, drop it in its ranking solely because of... The involvement of Benny the Jet. Yeah. I saw none of those three. Career. Um, you haven't seen the yeah, Sandlot? I, I haven't seen any of those. Good. Padre Lord. Social Hour movie night coming soon. We're going to sit Bill down, Clockwork Orange style, eyes open. He's going to watch all of That's the only thing that <laughs> I'm going there. Terrible, to terrible analogy. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to pin your eyelids open. Blue. It's going to be hilarious. If you haven't seen the Sandlot yet, that's, no. what, that's what you deserve. Rookie of the Year is close to me for the Sandlot. It is. Really? The Sandlot has my favorite scene in any movie ever with the fireworks the night game that they get to play because of the fireworks sure. but rookie of the year is close i thought your favorite scene would be when uh wendy peppercorn makes out with squints because that was your dream as a kid to get I mean, that wendy kind peppercorn of yeah. that should be your nickname is squints yeah blooper squints. Or yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um all right we've been teasing this all show so yesterday brady you stormed up you kicked the hornet's nest on twitter last night mentioning anthony rizzo's walk-up song Taylor yeah i didn't Swift's i didn't blood. yeah i didn't i didn't i'd never noticed that before but I heard Bad Blood coming up, and I'm like, geez. I didn't notice it in the first at-bat, and it was Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Jam, Jam Great City. Great song, Flames. And so when he came up to it, I was like, oh, is this specific to the Padres? And then it was quickly pointed out by my friend David, vocal minority on Twitter, that uh, last year he, he has a specific song for each at-bat, actually. But I liked the story much better, of course, when it was like, there's bad blood between the Padres. Right, he really thinks about the at-bat right. music that yeah. much uh, to but tailor it, I mean, wasn't it team. wasn't it Hoyer that traded away anyway, who's now with the Cubs? So I don't know. I mean, the bad blood came, came right. home No, Rizzo has followed that group of uh, talent evaluators pretty much his whole career. Uh, for they hated trading him seen. away from the Padres. Yeah. So. Right, um, uh, it was Hoyer that got him for the, for the Cubs. Right, so, exactly. Right. So I'm going to put you guys now, that inspired me to put you on the Cholula hot seat now. And what I'm going to ask you is, what if you were a major league ball player? Suspend disbelief with the three of us that we'd have that kind of talent with or ability. With the two of you. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I was a major um, league prospect. What, uh, what would your walk-up song be? We'll start with Brady first because I want to save Bill's. Gonna get down, good Lord. Baby, Baby got a bumping all, all over town. town. I love yeah, that. No, no diggity. diggity. Black Street for sure. Nice. So that – Hundred percent, no doubt about it. Well, I would, I would love to mix it up. I would actually pull a Rizzo. I'd go different at bats because there's so many great jams out there that I would want to. You know, I'd hate to leave you know Miley Cyrus on the sidelines of for course, no diggity yeah, every I time. Mean, American crime. Yeah. yeah. So, Bill, what do you got? Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, I wish we could have done a Twitter poll earlier in the show that said, uh, "What are the percentage of chance that any person watching the show will have ever heard of the song Bill is about to choose?" Zero. I, I would bet. Let's hear it, buddy. What's what is the it? Song. It would be Classical Gas by Mason Williams. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, it is a, it's, a, it's a great... Uh, no offense. That sounds like one of those side effects at the end of those commercials you see for medicine. May suffer from Classical Gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, in uh, uh, You know, if you don't know it... What kind of song is it? You don't know... If you don't know it, you don't know one of the great guitar songs of all time. So... I, yeah. Is it better than Blackbird by the Beatles? Uh, it's very, very good. In fact, it's one of the hardest ones to play. So it's a uh, What about, ye- is it harder than Yellow Let Better by Pearl Jam? I don't know. I just know from a lot of people that play the guitar, including some former ball players, that if you can play it, you can play almost anything. Is it an instrumental or are there it's words ins- to it? No, instrumental. Straight instrumental. Hmm. Okay. I'd like to add some I will have to YouTube this I after it. Right. 
No, it's it's on YouTube. You can. What about I, you? I know. I'm saying no. I would have to go look for it no. on YouTube, not put no. it on YouTube myself. No, no, no. But I mean, you can. It's easy to find. It's. I'm sure it's a jam. There's many, sure many different versions. All right, of it. Uh, Janella, what do you Blue? got? Well, I'm gonna ask Blooper first. Does you have a walk-up song before we get to me? Born the Run, Springsteen, no doubt. And obviously, because I'm so fast, it'll be perfect. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. You never get on first base. Born to waddle around the base paths. <laughs> Born to Bartolo. <laughs> or any Springsteen song for that matter. All right, fair. Um, mine, I would be such a diva i would want a different song every time yeah and i don't have a problem with that yeah so I, i'm more i'm more of a if i was hitting i'd be a hip-hop guy like a, a contemplative hip-hop like a no church in the wild or that kind of thing where it kind of gets you in a mood get you feeling it but i would try and be current i think every couple of weeks i'd be the annoying guy up at the control room hey guys here's my four new songs let's get these things going right i if need downtown I, by macklemore today because it's number one on the charts right asap let's take it the itunes top 100 and give me the top four that you have if i was a closer though i thought about this too when i was thinking about this topic because the closer you're not there four times a night and it's maybe not even once a day it would definitely be and no surprise from talking to me already this season uh the stone cold steve austin theme song WWE, oh the glass shatter and the door opens. You come running out of the bullpen. How you just, cool would that be? You couldn't be a bigger dork. That if would you be tried. so like, cool. I mean, you are so, so cool. you are so dorky. What? Let's can we talk about your crowd. Twitter handle for a second. Can we talk about? It's my name. What's their? Yeah, talk no, about? no, no. What you post on your Twitter <laughs> oh, account? Oh, sure, sure. Apologies. Well, do you think that the majority of your followers? care at all about you tweeting about WWE, WWE. No, WWE, in fact, whatever. it's a very small minority. But it only happens like a couple hours on Monday nights when I'm watching and during a pay-per-view on a late Sunday night. That's it. It's very minute, acute. You can mute me or like Bill, you can unfollow me and then refollow me the next day. I do. <laughs> Did you really do that? Yeah, I, do that. <laughs> I told him you the can mute it. It's like one less step no, in the process. No, the, sec the second I see that WWE show up on his things, I just unfollow him and then the next morning I refollow him. That Th sounds like a lot of work, That's Bill. a lot of work, Bill. That's We're trying to make your life easier. I appreciate the commitment, though. There aren't yeah. many things that you and I agree on, but his dorkdom for WWE right. is tops. Uh, speaking of dorkdom, we just got a tweet come in. Uh, Bloop, I don't know if it'll be able to show up yet, but at uh, CT2SD says, <laughs> is it oh too boy. much to ask Frodo, <laughs> a.k.a. Lob Shots, <laughs> to wear some closed-toed shoes? Uh, Gavin, uh, you are... Just a terrible person. Yeah. So be, uh, I control the tweets, so be careful what you say. I about love me. Gavin. Yeah. He's one of my good buddies. Frodo. And uh, <laughs> it's not the first let's just say it's not the first time I've been called Frodo. At least he didn't go with Samwise Gamgee, who's uh, fatter than Frodo. Uh, yeah, Frodo's he, good. You if he would have thought yeah. it through, he would have dropped did a fat joke in there as well. Did so. you find the ring? <laughs> I find the ring, yeah. Still I threw I threw Gollum and the ring into oh. the fire and I'm gonna do the same to Gavin. Bill, you have any idea what we're talking about now? I no. <laughs> <laughs> we will find a pop culture reference at some point. Do you know that, that Gollum and the Evil One were referenced in the Led Zeppelin song? You've I heard of them, right? I don't watch that stuff. Have I'm you sorry. Do you read J.R.R. Tolkien? I don't, I, <laughs> I don't read that stuff. I read a lot of history. Okay. Well, this is a classic uh, uh, fictional yeah, history. While you're at it, folks, uh, send us your pop culture recommendations. What movies, what TV shows, what songs should Jeez. Bill watch and listen to to get him on our level for the rest of the season? We're going to get you some summer. Get on our level, Some, summer, some summer homework, Bill. Uh, that was the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back and take a look at today's lineup. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Hey, and good morning. 
Padre Social Hour rolling on as we get you set for that uh, game two, or game one of the doubleheader, game two of the series, Padres and Cubs coming up. It's uh, had a lot of fun so far in this morning show. Uh, Cranky Ed, though, not having as much fun with us. He says, uh, Bill is way above your level now. Why should he lower himself? You know, I just don't deal in all this fantasy stuff that you do. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah, I, that I get, but we talked about a lot of other stuff. This, I mean, Lord of the Rings, that's American that's canon. That's fantasy. Yeah. That's true, it is fantasy. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually, what, what, what would you call this guy, Cranky Ed? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually with it. I mean, who are we kidding? Bill's way above our level. So. Right, right. No. At least we I know mean, it. we're trying to get no, him but, to stoop to mean, our level. But, I mean, I just, I've, I've never, ever dealt in fantasy. So, when you guys, it's fine that you talk about it. That's what, that's what you do. But that's not where I'm from. I hadn't right. heard of we gotta, two of the, we I had to move along here, guys, to something rooted in realism. And it's right. today's lineup. So, gotcha. we'll keep this conversation <laughs> going off, uh, off the air. Uh, today's lineup brought to you by United Airlines. Proud partner of the San Diego Padres. A lot of changes with game one of this uh, two-game set today. Travis Jankowski getting a start and leading off in center field. Then Will Myers at first base, Matt Kemp in right field. Brett Wallace batting cleanup and playing third. Derek Norris catching. Alex Dickerson getting the start after the grand slam last night and left. Jose Perella in second. Adam Rosales at short. Colin Ray pitching. So Alexi Ramirez not in the lineup. Uh, still TBD if he'll be available for game two as well. Uh, we heard for Andy Green saying he just wants to get some mobility today, see how he feels early, and then maybe play him for game two. So that takes us to our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And Brady, you didn't get a chance to go on Monday because of the rain out and Seth wasn't here. Blooper right. was gone. <laughs> so now you're back today. Yesterday, Bill... I lose. You lost, plain right. and simple. You had right. Will Myers. You Although I do five. think that you should have to finish the game for you. <laughs> Alexei Ramirez had a better game than Will Myers right. in only half the game. And so Blooper gets the point and is now up by two. But the pick comes back to you. The way we're doing it with the doubleheader today, you're picking the guy who has the bigger impact on the day. Ooh, so you can ooh. pick a guy who you think will start offensively both <sighs> sides or one of the two starting pitchers. Yeah, that really changes things. You. I actually liked the idea just giving the kid props for his – He's, he's getting a start after his pinch hit grand slam. I was going to go with Dickerson, but I don't have any faith that he's going to be in the game for the second game. Right. So I will have to change my pick. And although I'm wearing a Derek Norris T-shirt, I am not going to go with Derek Norris because <laughs> okay. I also don't have any faith he's going to be in both games. Won't be. Um, right. And so I think I'm going to go with not Will Myers as the, the popular pick. I think Matt Kemp is going to uh, change that warning track power into some over – over the Ivy power at right. Wrigley. I like it. So Matt Kemp for the couch and Blooper for you. I'm going to go with Drew Pomerantz. Risky business. Wow. Of the second you're game. just chucking up the first game. So you're punting nothing, game huh? one. Right. I just like Pomerantz. Okay. Like I literally just went through two different players that I'm not picking because I was sure they were only going to be in one game. <laughs> and and he then went you out took, of his way to pick You took the only guy game. that would guaranteed only be in one game. I, w- I would have picked Kemp if you didn't pick him. That would have been mine. But you picked him, so I'm going Pomerantz. Good. Well, now I'm going to lose for sure. <laughs> right, and I'm going to go 0 for 4. Well, well, Kemp's 0 for 10 day. So. Uh, yes, Brady, you are. You have the worst record, by the way, so far. Yeah, oh, well, that's what happens two, when you're yeah. colluding against me. So. It is not good. Although Bill 0-2 has now matched you. You guys both need to start turning this around against Blooper. This well, did any of your losses go 3 for 4 like mine did? And <laughs> still not no, 0 for 5 yesterday. No. Yeah. Will Myers. That's uh, just what happens, Frodo. now that blooper has that he's never gonna Uh, let it go that's fine Uh, at supercuts they pay attention to every detail the cut the lines the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp clean and ready to go find the supercuts near you at supercuts.com we're back to wrap things up right after this on padre social hour welcome back to padre social hour we're wrapping things up here before game one of the doubleheader padres and cubs today Day-night doubleheader, which means, as I mentioned earlier, you go for game one, you kick everybody out, separate ticket for game two. 
didn't used to be that way, and now it's the way it is across baseball. Yeah, right. I remember going money. to games at the queue. You'd go right. in the morning, you'd stay all day. And you'd stay through both games, right. one ticket, and that like that two was two games for the price of one. Yeah, right. and I didn't. I mean, as a kid, you don't really think about the price and the cost. I didn't know, that, but I just, I just knew. Hey, you go in and you got a whole day of baseball, and it's going to be amazing. Doesn't that suck that we don't have right. that anymore? Well, actually, they used to have scheduled double headers though. You, it right. wasn't always because of rainout. You mm -hmm. had scheduled double headers for getaway days and stuff. But now the only time you have a double header is for a rainout, and every game is counted individually. Teams that sell out don't want to invite people in to you know for a free game, so they split them up. Who started doing that? Do you Boston. Know? Boston started doing it about a decade ago. Smart. I mean, the money's That's there. Right, Business right. sense, it makes sense. But right. from a fan's perspective, it, it, that romanticism is kind of lost. I right, because you're forced to leave the ballpark even if you've got a ticket for the second game, and then you've got to come back in. I wonder if Ernie Banks would still be saying, let's play two if no. you knew they had to pay for two and, and the players hate it because you used to go okay the game the first game would start at one or something and the second game would start 30 minutes after it now if you're a player you get there for like in chicago today the first game starting at noon and then the second game starting at seven do you think so, that maybe the newer players do like that though because they can get a massage and nap and all that stuff I, as no, opposed from to the what old I, guys from what i've heard from the players they don't like it in okay. fact there has been talk that the players would actually vote in their next huh. collective bargaining. Are you getting a massage and a nap after this show, Mike? I hope so. We're going to find out. Uh, thanks, guys, for this uh, early morning show. I know the early wake-ups are tough. And for all of you that watched along with us, uh, by the way, in that poll, the movie poll, Sandlot, 85%. Run away with it. No Good. surprise there. Uh, tomorrow we're back on at a normal time, 4 o'clock, with Bob Scanlon and Annie Heilbrunn. Have a great rest of the day, everyone. Let's see if the Padres can get two. Thanks for watching Social Island.